podcast about freedom and capitalism. Well, good evening, Andy. Good evening. Um, uh, I suppose we're going to have to talk about the, uh, the topic of the moment, coronavirus. I'd forgotten all about that. Uh, well, for our, for our listeners, certainly, that, that's why you're wearing a ridiculous mask. You are going to struggle to drink that. I, uh, yeah, okay. Is it, do, do, you, do you think I'm going to infect you? Are you going to infect me? Have you come around breaching a curfew? And I'll take, I'll take off my Spider-Man mask. Um, well, I'm, I'm getting on a bit now. I'm in my 40s. Worried about you millennials. You know, so. Right, look, if we're going to have... I don't want to have the argument over when the millennial generation started, but it was 1981, all right? <laughs> so, COVID-19. Covid nineteen. I, you see, even just saying it, I can't. I can't not think about. Come on, Eileen. <laughs> oh, and you see, that wasn't what I was thinking about. Um, it was uh, Monsters Inc. and twenty three nineteen. Oh, we've got a twenty three nineteen. Twenty three nineteen. Covid nineteen. Sunk on the back of the. Yeah. Um, no, come on, Eileen. No, no, that's definitely going to get in my. It's going to sneer worm. It's going to be. It's going to be there forever. Covid nineteen. Yeah. No, I, I can see that. Um, it's the only game in town. Before we get into it. Doesn't it make you appreciate Brexit? <laughs> right, okay. Those innocent times. <laughs> I, right, so I suppose, like, let's, let's unpick it. What do, you, what, do you, what do you mean? Do you, do you mean... Well, so I was, I was, was bored census of Brexit and everyone going on about Brexit all the time, but that is nothing compared compa- to everyone going on about the coronavirus. So every platform, every media outlet, every person, you everyone can't walk down to. the street without overhearing a conversation about this. It, it, is, it is. This is all it is. Um, I mean, there are. So we're just adding be... to it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we're just adding to it this evening. Well, and this this is my problem with it, and I want to do something a a, a bit different. Um, you know, you and I have been talking about this a lot all week. Obviously, like every other conversation, um, we have been trying to find various angles and things. And there are certain angles that people on social media are taking. There are certain trends. You can see certain trends forming in certain directions, can't mm. you? Um, uh, which I think we should, we should talk about and we should acknowledge. I mean, um, there's, been some, there's been some utter ridiculous stuff. So, I mean, most of the conversations that you have with your friends and with your family and with your work colleagues. They're practical things. Uh, yeah, you know, are, are, you know, is everybody okay? Can I help? Uh, is anyone self-isolating? Do you need anything? Yeah. How are you coping with everything? Is, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then there are the people that moan that, that Donald Trump used the term Chinese flu. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, or Chinese virus or whatever he said. So, yeah, so, okay, yeah. do German measles next or Spanish flu. Or even Ebola, that's based on the location. You know, it, it's just... I is it? I didn't difference. realise that. Yeah. Um, but it's just so, it's so ridiculous that, you know, you, the, the cries of, of racism. Um, I, I just don't have any time for that yeah. uh, at all. I think, it, I think it is interesting thinking, just, just going back to the point you made about Brexit. Um, I mean, I, I really do hope, I, I, I don't think they've got um, the, the same sense that we do, but um, I hope the Remainists are thinking... Oh, okay, maybe this wasn't. Maybe it wasn't as, as bad as all that. Maybe, the point is, this is a lot worse. On that note, remember um, all the. I, want, I don't want to regurgitate Project Fear, but remember all the things that people were telling us would happen: that planes would fall out of the sky, there'd be no medication, empty, there'd be shelves. empty shelves, all this kind of thing. So, obviously, that was fine as soon as we left the EU. Um, we've now got the you know the the, the coronavirus, and, and and this is probably the worst global event um, you know for quite some time, um, and. That's hit us, 
and, and, and we're still fine. So I'm hoping when we come through the end of it, whenever this is, and it could, it could be quite a long time. So we're seeing evidence now where countries who had these huge spikes are now seeing dramatic mm. kind of drop-offs. We haven't had the big spike. We're also trying to flatten the curve. So, so it, could, speak, yeah. it, could, it could last a, a period of months. But after all that, I'm hoping they'll say, you know, okay, maybe it wasn't as bad as that. I mean, how, what else can they throw at us other than perhaps Godzilla? You know, we, we, we can cope with Brexit, we can cope with this. So I think that I, I want to talk about that kind of wartime spirit that is being engendered at the moment. And I have a lot of sympathy for it. Um, well, particularly for those people who have been around during the war, or, you know, perhaps grew up, you know. Um, during, but the during kinds the of war. restrictions that are being placed on people and you know let's let's face it we're all about freedom and liberty okay and at the moment things aren't compulsory um but even the language changed today from from boris he he used the term must today when saying people must do these things uh and and that's just in 24 hours and that's, and a, so, that's a short step away from people will or it? have to yeah um, and so I, I get that. I get that it's not just all happening overnight, that, it, that it's being ramped up. I think that was always the plan. Well, the nonsense of it being a U-turn in policy, I think it's, I think it's utter, utter nonsense. Well, no, because I, I mean... I'm, they I'm, said early on, this is going to change. Of course. And they said, look, we'll, we'll assess it at regular intervals and, and, and it might be that we do this in the future. They've now done this in the future. Yeah. It's hardly a U-turn. No, no, completely. But the, the idea that this is, this is the largest thing the government has done in a generation in, in multiple generations in um well since, since the war but you know you, you compare it you say global events and there are fewer things that could be defined i think as a global event um the, this is a, this is this is one of them wars world wars definitely um but even then i i, I disagree you could with live in switzerland them. Well, and it wouldn't affect you as much. You it, know, it, and, it doesn't affect the whole of the world. And this is the point. But also, the the the, the wars that we're talking about, World War One, World War Two, they didn't just they didn't just happen overnight. There was a build up, uh, and then there were escalations, and then there were conflicts, and there were ebbs and there were flows, and all this kind of stuff. Um, and and they lasted years as well. Now. I'm not to say there aren't going to be knock-on effects from what from what's happening um, at the moment, certainly economic ones, but we are talking about demand that isn't necessarily going away. I mean, I, I suppose it's a difficult thing if people are going to get laid off and things like that, and that's going to obviously affect affect the economy. Um, but you know, factories shut down, they stop making iPhones. People are still going to want iPhones afterwards. They're going to stop the factory back up again. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a pause. It's, it's, it's delayed a, demand. Um, so it's yeah, not it's not the same as the financial crisis. No, and the financial same. crisis wasn't of two thousand and eight. Wasn't the global event that that this was. This is this is this is spreading like wildfire, um, and it is it is something that affects everyone almost um, almost identically country to country as well. I know there are differences and some of that's geography, some of that is infrastructure uh, and access to healthcare and age and temperature. But in general, it affects humans the same no matter, no matter where you are. Um, but it is, it is striking, I think, that 
the Borises and the Sunaks, uh, Commander Sunak is standing up, um, talking about this being. We'll do what it. We'll do whatever it takes. This is like war. I mean, I remember going going back to when we had vo- first voted to leave the EU, and people like um, David Davis, who was then you know, made Brexit secretary, were trotted out on the Today program, uh, and you know, being being challenged on, you know, can the civil service do this? Can can we actually do this project? He's like, well, you know, we managed to do two world wars. I think we can do this. And at the time, there were all of these um, uh, projections and, um, uh, and accusations of it being this humongous job that was going to cost the earth and all this kind of stuff. And obviously it didn't, even though for three years it's been dragged out. This just dwarfs all of it. What was it? Is it didn't, he, didn't he announce 30, no, 330 yeah, billion? billion. Overnight, that's so, it. Bang. So far, if it needs more, then you know, yeah. then, then we'll do whatever blank, it takes. Blank check. That's blank incredible. check. I mean, what if, it goes, what, if it, what if it goes up to a trillion? It's it's an incredible amount. And so, we will stick with the war analogy for a bit. And a conversation I had with uh, with my wife was, and obviously she you know, she she knows that you know I'm all about not state control. <laughs> Um, but, but so we so we debate this stuff. She's she's, she's much more centrist, um, but she 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 gets it. Uh, and I I came up with the view. I said, well, look, I'd rather the government spent to do this than spent to fight a war. I'm I kind of I get the war mentality, but we're fighting a virus, not trying to kill other human beings. So. If I can get on board with anything, it's get on board with the action necessary. Yeah, so moral relativism, killing a virus is better than killing a human being, for sure. Yes, exactly. But I suppose now what we need to do is start on picking the state interventions. And I think it's worth talking about the state interventions globally, not just the UK stuff. Um, and what we think they'll achieve and what, they, what, what negative effects we think, we think they'll have. Um, you know the the Fed dropping interest rates. I mean, uh, the Bank of England did the, did the same thing. Um, and stock markets tumbling. Now, now is the time to buy stocks. This, this is this this is that once in a generation opportunity, where the likes of Apple have lost twenty five percent of their share value. I'm I'm no expert. <laughs> um, but I don't think that was a, a specific bubble that burst. I think within a year, two years, or maybe even six months, those share prices are back because it's not going to be as bad as everyone thinks because demand's going to pick up again. Jobs are going to be resumed. It's going to take some time. Those things happening are going to happen overnight. But within a reasonable amount of time, um, it's all. It, it's gonna it's gonna carry on. Yeah, certainly companies like you know like Microsoft, like Apple. I, mean, I probably wouldn't buy Laura Ashley shares today. No, um, but there, there certainly are going to be some bargains. Do you think so? There. They, I get the feeling that what government wants to do is press the pause button on the economy. I, it, it's and obviously leveling up now out the window. <laughs> and I, I, I want to point out that I picked up on that level out phrase 
ages ago from Boris, before he was even running, I think, or maybe when he ran to become leader. And I remember having the conversation with you. We did it on a podcast instead of like the gaming analogies and all this kind of stuff. Leveling up is now a thing, isn't it? It's now that that's that's the that's the phrase of well, it was the phrase of the moment. Um, I think that's been kind of put on the on the back burner. But I get the impression that they will spend and do anything in order for people to basically put the finger in their ears and get through this period of time and just pick up their job where they left off. Everyone's going to just buy all the same things, sell all the same things. Let's just pretend it didn't happen. Is that kind of impression you get from these announcements? I mean, they're still coming. We haven't had everything yet. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll never happen. It's, it's, no, I know, but you that's can't. What... It's, it's, it's crazy to, to even even think about that. I mean, I, I don't I don't think you're wrong. I don't disagree at all. Um, but the, I mean, that's just, the desire. Of course, it is. Yeah, and, and, but and just, I think they know it's not possible. But I think that's what they're trying. But the amount I'm just I'm just the amount of money that they're pledging. I mean, where is that going to come from? Yeah, yeah. Well, well you, your kids, my kids. Yeah, totally. Um, no, this 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 is it. And. I mean, I've, you see the criticism straight away in, in, in the media and you see, oh, well, this is, you know, they're talking about loans for, for companies. Well, what company might want to pay, might, might not be able to pay that back? Well, then the company folds then. I mean, you know, it's, it's up to you. If, if, if access to capital for liquidity is what you need, then you were going to do that anyway with an, with a different circumstance an event an event that only affected you um, so I think that's a slightly odd a slightly odd argument I think most businesses would be quite happy to to borrow at very very low rates in order for them to survive if it meant only for a very short amount of time um, but it's somehow somehow like uh, the money has to be given for free but yet the money has to come from somewhere, and it, and it's it, it is it is that that classic magic money tree argument now, isn't it? Where well, these are the times. This is why we have a printing press, Nick. This is why we we we, we, we print money and just give it to the banks. Yeah, it's you know if you talk to the talk to the socialists, that's exactly you know that, that's exactly what the so we should just for. devalue. I'm not asking you. I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, they would they would never admit that it would be it, it, it <coughs> the currency, um, but but they would certainly advocate for the. The physical act of, 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 of increasing the money supply. Um, so there's two sides to this, I think. There's, we need more state, and this is the only possible way that this works. The, everyone's a statist um, in a, during a pandemic or whatever the kind of meme that's kind of coming well, Yeah, the meme is, is there are no libertarians in a pandemic. There we go. Uh, but I want to, I want to come back to, I want to come back to that. Rubbish. I want to come back to that. Um, and this is the it is it is state intervention. It is state saying you must stay inside, curbing movement, closing schools, yada yada yada. But I want I want to come back to that as well in a minute. Okay, that's fine. But the other side of it is we're gonna cut tax temporarily. Well, no business rates for a year. Uh, we're going to. Um, basically um, ignore the regulations surrounding um, restaurants becoming takeaways, etc., etc., etc. Because these are burdens for businesses, and we need to get them out of the way so the businesses can survive. 
Hang on a minute. <laughs> I know, I know. If there, if is that not everyone's a libertarian during a pandemic? <laughs> that's a good point. So, but things like things like so IR thirty five, yes, which, is, which has been a, a, a the bane of my life for for months now. Yeah. Um, so for for those of you, well, it's been know, on your shoulders since I since it was a thing. I mean, you've been contracting well, for years. Well, yes. Yeah, so I, I started. I, I formed my company and, and went contracting. Got my first contract in two thousand and two. Yeah. So it's a long time. And it, and IR thirty five wasn't brand new then. Um, so it's been it's been a pain. Um, it's all about disguised employment, and they basically try yeah. and get more tax out of you. They yeah. want you to pay, um, even uh, though you don't get any of the benefits of being employed. No, I'll have I'll have a week's notice period. Um, and, and no holiday pay, no holiday, no sick pay. No sick pay but they'll expect me to pay. Um, even though it's basically just me, they'll expect me to pay employers and employees national, uh, national yeah. insurance. So that's what. This, so that's the, the one saving is you don't pay national insurance twice. Yeah. Um, the other saving is that I could uh, claim my travel back off the top line. So yeah. If if, you know, and and the train. So expense, business expense. Yeah, yeah. So t- and train tickets for me, to, a train ticket to London from here, is uh, about thirteen hundred pounds a month. Yeah. Um, and and so that will come off my, my top line. So that was, that's worth it. It's, you know, it's a, a lot of tax. Yeah. Um, which and then, again, I would argue any day of the week. Why does why can't everybody claim their claim the travel to and from work? Yeah. Why why do they get taxed to go to work? It's just such a perverse incentive. But anyway, they've been that's all tax. So they've been they've been changing the rules on IR thirty five um, so that basically everybody, unless you've got a real kind of business to business relationship with the company that you work for, like a proper statement of work, which is ah, right. very, very difficult for someone like me who does different things. So I, I work in software development and I, I will work on a project, but you don't know what the end of the project's gonna look like because no. you'll do two weeks of work, you'll ship it out, you'll get feedback on that work and the rest of the project will, it's, will, will be based depending on- It's deliberately dynamic. Of course it is. So if you're, if you're working in like a, software developers often work in this kind of dynamic nature. And you're not going to get your employer to give you a statement of work every two weeks in a new contract. So yeah, it's never, here's, here's a PO. Yeah. So it's never going to happen. So basically, everybody goes inside IR35. They're then taxed up. You know, uh, the taxed up to the nines. Um, and and there are certain brackets where contractors pay more tax anyway. So you don't pay the you don't pay the uh, the employer's national insurance. You, pay, you know, you, you pay your personal stuff, but you don't pay it as an employer. But if you're paying yourself dividends, which everybody does, five grand you pay normally, and it's just your normal personal tax at whatever yeah. rate you're at. But after that, there's an additional, I think it's 5% dividend tax. So every dividend you pay, you tax another 5% on top of the corporation tax and the personal Osborne tax. Osborne brought that in, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. I think he did. Um, so we, we pay more tax anyway. We're also, we're, one of the reasons we pay more tax is because we're paid a little bit more anyway, because it's just purely because of the risk. So I could be out sure. of work at any, any point in time. Um, so you tend to get a little bit more money, so you, you're paying more tax anyway. And you know the, the projections were that because because lots of companies have just either decided to just shut down the number of contractors they have mm. and and, um, uh, and, comp- and and just not employ them. And lots of contractors as well are obviously trying to go. Like so I've just gone permanent for mm. the first time, you know, in, in donkey's years since yeah. 2002. Lots of people are going permanent. Lots of contractors are saying, "Yeah, well, I'm just going to. I've got enough money. I'm going to hang around and see where the market is in six months' time." Yeah. So they were projecting um, that they would lose 2.1 billion pounds in tax in six, the first six months alone. This is the Treasury we're projecting. No, this is this is this is um, external, external right. views. Um, okay. So it's 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 crazy. 
But that's now been canned for a year. But that's been canned because it gets in the way of business and it's a bad... But hang on, if it's a bad thing for business now, is it not going to be a bad thing for business in a year's time? It's... it's and so this, I've crazy. been... Sorry for my rant on that. No, that's fine. And I have been... My general concern about all of this was we were just proving... That's maybe a bit too general. But we were showing that less government could be a good thing with leaving the European Union and less regulations could be a good thing and etc 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 and obviously I held out absolutely no hope for on, on this Boris Johnson government for not increasing those things at home um, but it was it was a way of showing that you know uh, the establishment structures could be broken down in a way um, and now we're seeing the largest state expansion that we will see in our lifetime and these things are very difficult to roll back. And that, uh, the his, history shows us the temporary income tax, for example, um, become a permanent fixture. Well, who, who is it? Who's, it? It sounds like it should have been Reagan or somebody. He said, well, I think one of the presidents said, there is nothing so permanent as a temporary government scheme. <laughs> yeah, that, sound, that sounds about right. so true. Sounds about right. Um, but I wonder how the politics of this is going to play out. Now, I think at the moment, did you, I don't remember you squirreling them away down no, I've, I've done it again. <laughs> right, for our listener, some glasses are appearing, and what have you brought today? This is a new expression of Singleton that I found. Ooh. I can't remember what it's called. The Singleton of Dufftown. It is, yeah. So. Very nice. Thank you very much. Carry on, I didn't wish to disturb your train of thought there. Well, you did. What was I talking about? I don't know. <laughs> You, we were talking about, I think it was something about COVID-19. Well, obviously and, it was that. And it was uh, nothing so permanent as a temporary government scheme. Yes, yes. So, your health. Cheers. Lots of state interventions now. Lots of talk of money, 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 money being being thrown at people. Uh, and obviously it's, it's to help people with their rent, it's to help people stay employed, uh, it's loans, it's, it's stuff like that. Um, and it's the emergency powers that are getting passed, you know, to, in order to do certain things. But there are these, for want of a better term, libertarian policies, the removal of a tax for a period of time, the deferring of IR35, things like that, that they are saying specifically is to remove burdens, do you think it'll be difficult for them to add them back? Or, you know, this is all politics, all, all, all of it, but what are their reasons going to be for saying, it's okay now, business can handle all these burdens now? How do you say that? How do you articulate that? How is Boris? Boris is a good communicator. How does he say, don't worry everyone, I'm going to tax all the businesses again because we need to. He's going to he's going to do his thing with his two hands again, and he's like, <laughs> business in one hand. Has, we've we've done our best and we've supported you during this difficult time, but now we need to pay for the amazing public sector that he does. his like fist pumping with his other hand, yeah. and he'll he'll talk about it. It's like we we need to pay for this stuff for our our, our first class, world class, second that were there for public you. services that were there for you during this oh, difficult period. You're right, you're right. That's, and think, you know, they, they're going to hold this over us now for decades, aren't they? Of course they are. And and they think about, you know, they dropped the VAT, didn't they, to fifteen percent, and they had no qualms about not just reinstating it to seventeen half percent, but then whacking it up to twenty percent again afterwards. Um, they'll they'll have they'll, they won't worry about that. 
you know, it will be, it will be, they will, they will be seen to, uh, okay, you know, we now need to, we now need the large corporations to, uh, to, to pay their fair share because they were supported by us during this difficult time. They were supported by you, ordinary taxpayers. It's now time for them to pay us it's back. It's so false, isn't it? It's but so false. You can, but you can see it already. I can, I'm squirming, but I think you're absolutely bang on. Uh, and I think actually, if ever there was an excuse for, I, I'm, I'm, I'm projecting for him here, but Boris's mythical 50-50. I think that's what he's been aiming for anyway. But now, you can just see, to have someone like him come out there and say, this just shows that it needs to be 50-50. <laughs> I'm not asking for 60-40. I'm not saying it should be more in government. These both need to work in harmony. In all the same ways that you're saying there. Perfect equilibrium. The, the perfect balance. <laughs> the ultimate centrist. And that, that, that scares me. So the question I had for you that I've been thinking about all week is, is, is this right now the, the, the best example, the only example we're going to see in our lifetime, really, truly, of the planned economy? We've got guys at the top right now literally pulling the strings and the levers. It's, it's as close as we're going to get. And this, so this, 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 this brings me on to... So you were talking earlier about um, you know about, about the meme that no one's no one's a libertarian you know aside from the you know the, the, the guy in China who was the whistleblower who went against the government you know and, and and can we can I just say for a moment how much I am absolutely hating all the stuff on social media that is all about how amazing amazing the Chinese are and I don't mean that I'm, not, I'm talking I, about the Chinese government here not the Chinese people. But they somehow, somehow it's all fine. Well, people, they dragged people back to their homes at gunpoint and we don't know how many people are in mass graves and all this kind of stuff. The Chinese did this perfectly. Well, yeah, people keep talking about how, 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 how good it is in China. And so, I mean, my question to every single one of these tweets that I see is, would you, would you rather be in China right now than yeah. the UK? Yeah. Haven't had many responses. <laughs> um, anyway, I interrupted you. Yeah, yeah. So um, the, there's the, you know, the meme about there's, there's no such thing as a libertarian. In a crisis or yeah, yeah, in whatever. And you talked about, you specifically mentioned the word statist. Um, I think this isn't, so let's just narrow this down a little bit. Okay. This I'm, is, I'm deliberately not being left or right here. If, if, you, if, you, if we want to be accurate about this, and we like, we like our definitions, um, it's not that, and, and I think there's some truth in that, in that people are becoming more authoritarian and more statist yeah. in, in general. I mean, there are, <coughs> There are still libertarians like us around. Not very many, but there aren't. There weren't very many anyway. Yeah. Um, I think people in general are, are kind of are getting a bit more statist and thinking, oh well, the, the government should act. The government needs to do this, etc., etc. But everything that the government's doing in this, or, or most things in the in this planned economy, think think about what they're doing. They're talking about like kind of restricting where people go out, telling who freedom what, of movement. Don't you just love that term now? Don't you think that that term really, truly means something now? Freedom of movement. But all these, all these things, they're talking about, you know, kind of uh, locking stuff down, cancelling schools and, and telling business what they can do. And, uh, yeah. It's all on the right. So it's not, just, it's not just that everyone's becoming... So they're not nationalising things. No. Ah. It's everyone's becoming a right winger. Even the left wingers, are, are, are they're embracing their, their, their right wing during this period. 
a government needs to, to tell us what to do um, and to yeah, yeah where, where, where we're allowed, who, which businesses are allowed to do what, um, who well, can go to school. It's just... I mean, I suppose, I mean, you could argue that you're getting, I mean, we're nearly police state territory with this. Which is probably, it's well, that's, but you see, that's the both. left and the right. That's it? why I say yeah. it. And I, you know, we've, we've argued before or discussed before at least um, that there are absolutely elements of, you know, leftist communist regimes that if by our strict definitions are right wing. <laughs> I mean, so the, you get to the stage where the only difference is are the quality of the uniforms, I think, between the left wing and the right wing secret police and the, and the, and the police state. That's, that's probably the only difference. <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying? Though? It tends to be yeah. more stuff that's, that, that's getting pushed to the right. Um, I think I think that's right. Um, it, it is authoritarianism, but it is around telling you what to do. It's regulation. It's uh, all the removing of it temporarily. I mean, that's the, yeah, yeah. the weird thing. The weird thing about it. Um, so, uh, so Corbyn's going to have to self-isolate from for three months from, from so the weekend. Yeah, he's got to be. He's, he's seventy. He's got to be in seventy, isn't he? Well, seventy-one 70. now. Right. Um, that's funny. But okay, so how many? How many? He can't not do it, can he? No, no. He can't turn around and say, "Well, I don't think," because otherwise, nobody else do it. He can't. He, he is stuck. So, how many politicians are in their seventies? There must be there must be quite a few. What about yeah. the lords? The House of Lords? They're ancient. So, did you see any shots of um, PMQs today? So, this is we're, no, we're no, no, on Wednesday. P and Qs basically only the people that, that asked the question. They're all really? they're all spaced out. It was it was unlike any PMQs you've ever seen. I didn't watch it. I just I've just seen the photographs, and I know that's how they set it up. Um, with 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 this close to them not, you know, the um, the Commons not meeting. I mean, the Lord certainly is a is a is a tinderbox <laughs> um, for this, but um, uh, I think I'm right in saying that. And so here's another history in the making thing: the budget got waved through without division. Really, there was no vote on the budget. I guess that's that's because they so Want even to the, spend so much money. Well, yeah, and even the left wingers. If, so if you don't if you don't pass the budget through, you you can't take income tax, can you? Um, so you can you can delay it for a bit, but there's a, we've only got a yeah. couple of months before we can. We, we, if you don't get that through, when they'd have, they'd have found a way. But under the current under the current law, but oppositions oppose. They do, but oppositions don't want the government to stop taking income tax. So why? Yeah, that's not a good enough argument, is it? Because the opposition always votes down the budget. I th- I think they. Why didn't they oppose it? They, they're in the minority. Why didn't they oppose it? I think they were scared of not enough Tories being either fit and well or there or whatever. And they just want to get this through so that government continues. Government continuing and the establishment continuing <laughs> trumps, trumps everything. Politics. It trumps everything. But this as, is long the- as, as long as the system continues and we get another shot in four or five years' time, this budget doesn't matter. Just get it through. Make sure that the whole government, the whole system doesn't collapse. But this is why this is different. This is why this is different, though. You look back at two thousand and eight, and I remember, I remember vividly. The the Tories were already doing quite well in the polls. Um, You've got Cameron and Osborne in their kind of ascendancy. uh, They were doing very well until the crash, in which case they took a bit of a dip, didn't they? 
that was the thing that kind of brought Gordon Brown back up. Could you remember he was oh, like, no, totally. he was like moping around like the, the, the man who looked like he knew he was defeated. Yeah. Suddenly there's the, 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 the you know the credit crunch and the, and the the world crisis, and he's happy days again. But um, Cameron took the political decision to back the bank bailouts. Yes. Okay. And I'm comparing mm, it madness. to now. Yeah, I'm comparing it to now as a we'll let you wave this through. Um, because politically, I didn't want to be seen on the wrong side, and I think and they are established figures more than anything else. Yeah, and I think that's exactly. I think it's exactly the same now, for for basically the same reasons. Um, but it's easier because, in fact, this is easier for all of them, isn't it? Because this is the equivalent of an inanimate object. There are no people involved. You can't blame the greedy bankers you can't blame the greedy corporations you can't blame greedy individuals this is so cut and dry why would we need to vote on it this is spending because something nobody can control i mean normally what would happen is threatening it yeah so normally what would happen is the the opposition would oppose and say regardless of how much it was yep you're not spending enough yes that's what i'm saying that's that's yeah, that's it, the point that's, that's the point that would be but they You're didn't even do enough. that. Yeah. But they didn't even do that. They haven't even come out and said, "We think this is only half measures. We think it should be more." Just waved it through. Yeah, it's because they're, they're just. They're, they're, I think they're, they're they're probably a little bit scared of the, of the establishment kind of losing its grip on stuff. So that's just like they, we need to keep this going. This system that we've got, where we have control for a few years and then you have control for another few years and then we get it back again. How important is democracy at the moment? Now, I for know, you and I, or no, for, no, I'm asking that in general terms. Because there's no such thing as a Democrat in a pandemic. Is that where you're going with this? I'm kind of saying that, mainly because Sadiq Khan's in for another year now without a vote. All the local councillors that were supposed to be voting very soon as well. Uh, I, I'm assuming it's coming coming up April May time. Yeah, um, the local election has been uh, has been no, it's just, it's just been deferred for a year. But that's just so. What these rules don't matter anymore? No, they don't. It's it's there. It's again. It's the establishment above everything else. Yeah, and this is why I hate. I, I I hate it when people just invoke democracy, and they invoke democracy when they're talking about free speech and stuff. It's like, what the hell has that got to do with anything? So that, okay, no, I haven't. I haven't been on Twitter and listening to the media as much recently, but with all these elections getting cancelled or postponed or whatever, yeah. I haven't heard Brendan O'Neill bang on about it. Um, normally yeah, he's so, the first person. He, he may have done. I, I, I you know, he, he all I've seen of his stuff um, is in support of the government response and saying that you know people criticising it are, are daft, um, basically. Um, but you're right. This is one of his. It's one of his things. Normally he would jump all over this. Yeah, um, we should have a look. Uh, but yeah, I haven't. I haven't been reading any of his stuff recently. Um, but it does show that it's just a veneer. It's just for show. The democracy bit's just for show. Of course it is. Because what we can do is we can just tear up the rules when we want to. And we've, we've, got, good, we've got a good reason. It's a virus. Why would we want to get, get in the way of democracy? We've explained before why democracy isn't, democracy isn't real democracy anyway. I mean, so no, no form of democracy can really work. I mean, if you think, think about the most pure form of democracy that there is. It's called the free market. Where you've got like an actual democracy, okay. Um, where you've got like a village, and they go to their village hall, and they all have uh, vote on, on on different things. 
there's st- okay so how long do you spend speaking on different subjects you know there still needs to be a group of people who make the decisions on the rules of this democracy yes so it, it just falls down under minimal scrutiny you know, it, it can't possibly work there's no such thing yeah um, there's no universality to it no of course not at all okay where do we go from here is it, is it going to get I don't want to make predictions about um, how long it's going to last and all that kind of stuff um, I mean I've I've been reading all I've been trying to stay as informed as I possibly can I mean can to give you to this. give you a bit of hope um Jacob, I could list a load of stuff. Jacob Rees-Mogg is saying that everything, all the temp, all the measures that they bring in, he wants them all to have sunset clauses. Yeah, uh, and he's pushing, he's pushing for that. So, I mean, whether that will happen or not, if he's but, saying that publicly, yes, then yes. and he is, he is minister. So, and he's always very careful about what he does say now that he's a member of the government. So, that that's fair enough. And it's not just him. He said that we, it's been, it's been talked about. You know, that, that anything that comes in should have, should have a sunset clause. Yeah. Any any of these emergency measures? I mean, I, I I've thought for a while. I mean, one thing we haven't mentioned here uh, is certainly my feeling. I think it's the same as you. Um, not scared by the virus at all. Not scared by the virus at all. I'm scared about the all of the things that people do as a result of it. Uh, it it's it's. It does seem like a lot of madness for me at the moment. People are acting crazy. And I suppose that's an angle we could take to talk about is the people fighting over loo roll in the shops. Do you know why that started out? I've, I've been trying to find it. What, what, what started it? Um, so people will... I can't remember who exactly... Something went viral. Well, yeah, so basically there was this... I don't, I don't even know if this is true. It could be, it could be completely true. But there was this rumour going around... The majority of toilet paper comes from China. For goodness and sake. if the supply chains break down, we won't have any. So people just went out and thought, oh, we need to get that. Is that means utter nonsense. I mean, I've got a bidet. Never, <laughs> never used it yet. But it, if it comes down to it, we can't get any. I'm all right, Jack. <laughs> I remember, I remember you know, when, I, when I bought the house thinking, who the hell installs a bidet? So you did right. So you didn't install. Oh, no, I didn't install it. No, no. I, yeah. I, I bought the house and it was already in. This there. must be in your own suite. I haven't seen this in your. Yeah, it's, it's in right. the. It's on the. In the, in the right. suite. Okay. The shower and the, in the toilet and the bidet. And the, okay, so I have used it. I've used it for, for, for bathing. I don't need my, to know. <laughs> my tortoise when he need when she needs a bath. <laughs> Perfect size. Just stick her in there. It's like a little mini tortoise bath. <laughs> but that's that's the only thing it's ever been used for. Um, but so I'm, I'm fine. But, Moving back to talking about human behaviour, <laughs> what what do you feel about the arguments that I think are being made about psychology and human behaviour, and you know everyone should be greedy, and this is why you need the state because individuals are greedy and they'll they'll push over the granny to get the toilet roll and all this kind of stuff. And the problem is that is literally happening. Uh, I have. I have examples of, of things that people have told me from this morning in shops um, where people are being close to violent with each other um, in order to just go about their shopping. I th- yeah, so Julie was, um, she was chatting to a, a, friend, of, a friend of hers who's, who's a wheelchair user as well and he was, I think he went to Tesco's and people were like kind of pushing and shoving and it was, yeah. it, it was crazy. It's Julie, this is going to make us sound middle class, but Julie went to Waitrose this afternoon. Fine. 
I mean, the, the stock, the, the, there wasn't an amazing amount of stock in the shelves. Yeah. But everyone was calm, everyone was relaxed. There was, you know. So I. Um, cost a bit more, but. The, the loo roll shortage thing had already started. Um, but last Monday, a week and a half ago, when it was all, what are people doing? This is just ridiculous. But the, literally the only shortage was toilet paper. And nobody was talking about any of the stuff they're talking about now. It was still not happening here, really. And I, I, I got it was Monday morning and I was working from home. And I, and I got up and uh, just kind of went, I'm going to go and do some shopping. Some panic buying. No, <laughs> this was pre-panic buying. Um, and this was going to buy this, but this was this was proper. I'm going to go and buy tin food. Yeah, this is. I'm going to stock up the shelves for the moment. They say right, shut the doors, and we're going to have. I'm going to have loads of stuff. Um, I, di- I didn't. I didn't buy any toilet paper. <laughs> I just went out and bought, you know, tins of potatoes and carrots and and, and stuff like that. Um, but I went to Waitrose. Bomb, I deliberately went. Yeah, I deliberately went to Waitrose. Caroline thought I was going mad and she's like you are you're crazy and I was like no I'm gonna go and buy this stuff it's gonna make me feel better <laughs> but this is because I think that the herd is gonna start doing this and I want to get in there first and I think that the toilet paper thing is an early indicator it's a red flag <laughs> to all of this and uh, and then this last Monday so what exactly one week later and She's out there going to the shops. She's like, it's, it's like it's like she, it, it clicked in her brain a week later, and she went, "I totally get it now. <laughs> I need to go out and buy some food." And and what exactly did she panic by, Nick? That you mentioned to me earlier. Oh, there's a bottle of Bailey's in there. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not allowed to buy tins of baked beans, but bottles of Bailey's are I, fine. So I I, I came I came back. She'd, we can uh, we can edit this out if you're going to get in trouble for this. No, it's fine. I, I, I came back in the house uh, and she told me she said, there's, a, there's, a, there's a place up there above, above the toaster area up there. Um, got, there's a big bag full of crisps and chocolate. And it's like, this is the, this is the you know, if, if you know, break glass bit. Yeah, this, yeah. this is the, to make ourselves feel better if we're locked down proper curfew style, then this is the bit, this is the bit we have. Um, and I was like, that's fine, that's fine. Because I think we've stocked up on pretty much everything else anyway. And then I opened the fridge and there's a bottle of Bailey's. And I was like, Good work, good work. You bought a bottle of Bailey's. You bought the bigger. It was just a regular size bottle. The larger bottle, which was on offer, completely sold out. So people have been panic buying Bailey's. Have you been panic buying Scotch yet? No. Although again, You're thinking about it from this morning, I've got I've got plenty. As a result of Christmas and birthday, I've now I've now got plenty. Um, although again, a friend of mine went to Tesco this morning at six a.m. Uh, only because he's getting up ridiculously early to go to the gym at the moment. It's there at 6am, hundreds of people queuing. And he's like, whatever, goes to get, he just does a normal weekly shop. Wasn't, didn't go there to panic buy, just went there because he was there. Um, uh, an older gentleman, country gent, comes out with his trolley. One of the smaller, shallower trolleys, basically a basket on wheels. Only three items in his trolley. A bottle of whiskey, a second bottle of whiskey. And a third bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Get your priorities right. Yeah, yeah. The essentials. That's good to hear. So, um, there are good news stories at the moment in terms of this pandemic. Uh, China have closed their te- their, all their temporary hospitals that they created now. A temporary 
concentration hospitals. I'm not going to pass any judgment. The the hospitals that we said, oh, we can't even we can't build any hospitals, and they built one in 48 hours. Yeah, I think that's going to be of a certain quality, um, and I you know I think there's going to be some slave labour involved there as well. Um, without passing judgment on that, the fact is they don't need those hospitals anymore. Um, Apple have reopened all of their stores in China. Have they? I didn't realise that. Yes. Who do you trust more, Apple or the Chinese government? Um, you don't have to answer that question. <laughs> um, the uh, the Indians have come up with a cocktail of different meds that seem to be working to treat it. So this isn't developing some new drug. This is going, let's see what we can throw at this. And people are getting better quicker. That's good news. That's good news. I mean, even South Korea are noticing a drop-off, and they had, a, they had a huge spike. I mean, I think the reasons for that is that they've managed... They've done far better testing. So they've, they've made testing available and they were testing something like 20,000 people a day. And if you compare that, I'm not sure what the figures are now, but a few days ago, there were only 5,000 people in America treated yes. in total. Yeah. And South Korea were doing 20,000 a day. I think, um, I think you've got to note that, there, that the cultural differences across the globe are affecting this. Uh, I, I don't think it's unfair to say that the Japanese have a completely different approach to personal hygiene and to keeping distance. Um, they're not shaking hands all the time. Than the Italians. Than the Italians who are, and it's kissing and hugging and all of that. Um, but also, um, it's, I think it's important to note that Italy has got the oldest population in Europe. And so the combination of those things, and again, I think they just happen to be more either Italian tourism from China or vice versa. There, something happened that really kicked this off in, in Italy um, because, of, uh, because of the tourism industry. You combine that with them being uh, much more touchy-feely and generally older, that's why they've got this you know, big spike of deaths. Um, but it is, they're getting over it. Uh, you know, Italy hasn't reached the top of the peak yet, but China has, it's already on the other side. Um, as of recording, we're about 8,000 deaths globally. But I did, I did a whole presentation to our staff. I'll tell you one, it is an observation. Never before in, I mean, the company's been going for 12 years, but we've only had staff for kind of the last nine. Um, I've, I've never felt the need for leadership more than this moment. Well, you needed staff. some or...? No, that the that that I feel compelled to give leadership to. The so were staff. they were they worried? Oh, Wor- totally worried oh, got- about getting it, or worried about food shortages, or everything. Really, everything. We've got a whole spectrum, and it's very interesting to see how different people cope. P- people's coping mechanisms are very very different. You know, some people just become more obnoxious, and you. But you know, that's 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 the only thing they can do. It's it, it's it's fascinating to see. Um, but I gave a presentation Tuesday, Monday, this week, um, where I, I, I actually made it into a bit of a game. <laughs> Threw up things like smoking, seasonal flu, car accidents, and got people to guess how many deaths globally there had been so far for each of these things. Well, f- you know, flu is like a quarter, um, uh, quarter of a million, isn't yep. it, a year? Um, yep. And we've got, we've got vaccines for that. Yep. Um, smoking how many people do you think have died so far from smoking this year globally no idea it's over a million people really yep 
and you know suicides it's at 200,000 did you did you, did you manage to find the figures of people falling off roofs putting up solar panels I looked for it I couldn't <laughs> find it I looked for it because I wanted that to be the kind of coup de grace of the entire presentation but anyway you, you know you, you, you put all that stuff in and then you say well this is how many I think it was like it was like five and a half thousand deaths at the time um, this is how many people have died so far of, of coronavirus and it was, only, it was only like 55 in the UK at this time don't get this out of proportion. And but this is my concern about the government response. And government response, I mean, then they have to do something. As you say, they are, they are there because they love power. So, of course, they're going to wield it. And if all the other countries are wielding it, then they're going to have their... They don't want to be seen to be doing nothing. They can't be seen to be doing nothing. But to me, it's completely out of all, all proportion. Um, I've read an article, uh, I can put a link in the description from the Hoover Institute um, uh, of, a, of a guy who really, wrote on the 16th, so a couple of days ago. He's not a virologist, but he's, uh, he's got as many letters after names, whatever. He's, 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 he's an economist, a lawyer. But the point is he gets statistical models. And he's looking at the data and, and he's saying, actually, I think the the deaths are going to top out at about 50,000 globally. And oh, it's worth reading, worth reading the whole, the whole thing um, because he's talking about the ways that this works and the problems with all the models that other people are using. And you read it and you go, well, that makes sense. You know, the fact that it, it, it does target the old, it's the old and the infirm that are, that are copying it from this. And it's specifically, it's the, it's the elderly who have underlying health conditions yes. as well. You can be old and get the, it. The best it's thing. not that bad. Absolutely. And actually, you know, our advice to staff as well has been the best thing you can do is stay healthy. It's the best thing you can do is go to bed early, do some exercise while you can, eat, eat better, <laughs> um, don't get, don't get bladdered. You need to keep your immune system healthy. That's the, that's the best thing you could do. Um, but the death rates for the under 60s are tiny, absolutely tiny. Um, but I, I, had to, I had to give this presentation to staff because they, um, they, they're, not, they're not getting the information well. And uh, you know, you watch a Boris press, press conference, it's really clear. You listen even to um, Ambassador Sunak um, talking about stuff, and he, he's a really good communicator. Um, I don't think the government message is bad. I don't think when you read a media outlet, they're particularly twisting it. Their interpretations of whether they've gone far enough and all that kind of stuff, are, you know, mainly nonsense. But when they're listing whether or not you should stay at home or not, it's pretty clear. Yeah, I've had instances of people going, well, that's not for me though, is it? You know, well, I don't have to do that, do I? Yes. I mean, look, look, do what you like. This is guidance. I'm, 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 all I'm doing and all I've been doing as a, as a business leader is conveying the messages, trying to convey them as clearly as possible. I'm not saying you should do this, but at the same time, I've got to look after the entire workforce here. And so if you're not going to self-isolate and you have these symptoms, then I'm going to have some very scared people working in the same room as you. And I can't really have that. So you need to make a decision about what you're going to do, but you need to think about the consequences to your, to your co-workers. And this isn't that we actually think we can all get it and none of us are going to really suffer, but this is the mental suffering that, that happens from this because 
people are scared. And a lot of it is because the government is doing a lot of stuff as a result. But every government in the world is, so they've got an excuse. On that cheery note. Sorry, we ended up some positives, but then I ended up sneaking some negatives in as well. You're negative smuggling. Sorry. Um, it's okay. So I, th- I think we'll, we'll probably end it, have to end it here. It's not... It's not over. It's not over, but I don't think it's as bad as... I don't think it's as bad as regular flu. No. I, it, would, it would surprise me if... and I, Obviously not an expert, but it would surprise me if we had more deaths of coronavirus than we had of seasonal flu. We had more than a quarter of a million. That, that would surprise me. Yeah. And we're going to have probably more... Um, almost certainly, more people are going to die on the roads this year um, than die from COVID-19 but we're not stopping the roads. Is there any way you could put a positive spin on that? No. <laughs> People die. Death is bad. There you go. That's positive, isn't it? Thank you for watching and listening to Sounding Board. Uh, we're on YouTube and every good podcast app. See you again next time.